Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey there, Sunranto listeners. It's Danny Rocket. I just got a quick message for you. As you may have noticed, we haven't really been putting too much out on this feed besides some of the John Baker Day interviews, and we haven't really done a regular Sunranto show in a while. It's because we've been going live, uh, doing a live broadcast, and that's kind of turned into doing a pre and post game. And, um, it's been kind of fun. So, you know, after seven years of doing this podcast, it was probably time to do something a little bit different uh, than just sit around. Now, I'm not saying I'm done with the podcast, but it's something that we're going to basically do right now for the most part is go pre and post game and try to have as much as fun as possible. I'm sure, that's going to turn into a whole big fat kind of show looking weirdo thing eventually anyway. Anyway. Uh, I just want to thank you for being uh, a Sunranto uh, listener, but you should become a subscriber, and then you will get these post-game shows early and ad-free, which is way better than late and with ads. This show is going to have ads in it that you're going to have to fast-forward or listen to. Uh, so why don't you become a subscriber? It is a dollar a month. You get your own RSS feed patreon.com slash sunranto it helps us pay the bills which have actually gone up recently because of us using Streamyard and stuff uh we will continue to try to make this an audio experience as well uh hopefully not too much of what we're telling you is only visual but i know some of it will be uh so uh anyway you can tune in nightly and watch us um, and you can get these post games in your inbox if you subscribe. So patreon.com slash sunranto. Uh, there's perks at all the different levels, including getting um, all the high quality versions of all the sunranto, my songs that I put out there throughout the year. Um, so just check it out. You know, I just feel like, uh, you know, like when you have too much to drink and the next day you just like, you're like, oh, I just feel awful. I never want to do that again. Blah, blah, blah. That's what this whole series has felt like. Yeah. It, and, you know, you look at it, you lose two or three already to the White Sox. That always feels terrible. But the way you've been losing, just getting pounded, just reamed. In the butt. Just fisted. That's the thing. It's like they their offense looks ah. like the I have no idea. Is oh. is everyone here that right there? You froze up on us a second, Danny, but you know what Danny's kinda of saying here is that you have the White Sox offense that looks like murderers row, the old Yankees, and the White Sox and the Cubs offense looking like a little league. Okay. Offense is just awful. 
All yeah. right, we're gonna try. We're gonna try removing Danny from here. We'll see if we can get him back in here. Um, but you know, Danny, can you hear me? So, guys, if we're taking a look at the situation right here, uh, he is driving to Indiana, and uh, you know, some technical he maybe not hitting a tower out there. Um, you know, but we'll get him back on. Let's see, here he is. So let's take a look at last night's game. Um, did Danny switch to T-Mobile? I don't know. No, Bill Sugars, he's in the uh, cornfields of Indiana. Um, let's take a look at last night's game. Uh, just a disaster in all regards here. If you're taking a look here, we talked about this yesterday. Five home runs given up by the um, by the Cubs again. Abreu with three home runs. I mean, that's absolutely ridiculous so you know what are you going to do here uh you're hoping for better not from Hendricks right maybe not pitch to him again he didn't start doing that until the sixth inning and then all of a sudden six eight nine he just went absolutely ridiculous so uh you know this is like I said just been such a disappointing weekend uh the Cubs today close out a 12 game 11 game home stain with the final three contest against the White Sox they dropped the first two games by a series of scores of 10 to 1, 7 to 4, 10 home runs. They're by the White Sox, five in each game, and they're looking to avoid a three game sweep at the hand of the Sox at Wrigley Field for the first time since May 18th to May 20, 2012. That is um, absolutely brutal. Yeah, you don't want any anything to do with 2012. You know, the 2012 Cubs, you don't want to be comparing. Uh, any team now to any team then. It's unacceptable. And, like, I get it. White Sox got a good young team. We're running into them at a hot time. This is, like, the first time we faced a hot team this year, you know, that came in. And, man, it's just like the thing is, is where are where is our offense? What happened to that? Uh, David Elliott asks, are you drawing, driving Josh Fagley? Is Josh Fagley in the passenger seat right now? Does that South Bend? Yep. I'm bringing awesome. him to South Bend. He's in a laundry bag in the back. I, I kidnapped him. I tied him <laughs> up. He's got a, a tape over his mouth. And uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just I'm going to drop him off right in front of the facility. Carrie Bronner-Meyer's asking, I thought it was no pants day, Crawley, not no shirt day. It's 90 degrees. The pants may come off pretty soon. But I don't know yeah. what kind of a maybe a family yeah. show here. We should mention happy birthday to Clark and his giant uh, wiener. There it is. Maybe we'll look at that picture again. Here it is, right up here, right Before now. The, the podcast is over. But, it's um, up right now, Danny. It's up right now. So it is Clark's birthday. Uh, no, happy birthday, road, Clark. It's, it's, Now, how is it? His so, birthday? if we're taking a look at him, on, you know what I mean? Did they release? I have him on no. This day? I, I have no idea. I really, I they no. Be, what's today? No, I think they just had a made-up birthday or something. I have no idea because it was announced at Cubs convention in January, uh, five years ago. So, no, it was probably 2014. But I don't know why they picked this day. Pardon the interruption, but the Sunranto show is brought to you by Bet Online. Um, sports are coming back. So does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline.ag. Major League Baseball and the NBA are in full swing, and there are no shortage of ways to get in on the action. 
Bet Online has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. Also, tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the Bet Online team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expensive jewelry collection. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit betonline.ag today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. Bet Online, your online wagering experts, and we Thank them for sponsoring the Sun Ranto Show. Uh, looking at today's pitching matchup, well, yesterday's, the Cubs were heavily favored. They looked, you know, against Ronaldo Lopez, but Lopez and Gio Gonzalez kicked our ass. Now you're looking at Dylan Cease, uh, taken by the Cubs in the seventh round of the 2014 draft. He's never faced his original team. So this start marks, uh, you know, his first try here. He's. Uh, Looking really good so far. And then Darvish has been, obviously, uh, looking really well. The last results that he had when last time he was out, you know, he's been pretty good. He's 3-1 and one at home. 3-1 uh, and one at home, I'm sorry. 1-0 oh at the road. So hoping that uh, you can come in and really do a good job. And uh, the last result was uh, a win against St. Louis. 6-3 uh, to three win. He went six innings, eight hits, one run, seven strikeouts. So, uh, we we need something from Darvish. We got to stop this bleeding here. Yeah, no, no doubt. I I I really do have uh, quite a bit of faith in today. I I think you know I don't know something about a day game at Wrigley Field that I feel like the Cubs get this done. Um, now, last time the Sox saw Darvish, it wasn't pretty. That was at that exhibition game. He couldn't even get out of the first inning without having to wave the white flag and, you know, little, uh, Mercy little slaughter rule. <laughs> yeah. So, you, you know, these, these guys are somewhat familiar with, with Darvish. Um, but I really feel like he's going to dig deep, and there's no way the Cubs get swept. I, just, I, really, I really don't think that's going to happen. Um, well, now, talk- as far as Dylan, Dylan they- Cease goes, let me just talk about him for a second. That dude's got good shit. But I also feel like he's young, and he's going to want to prove something today. And he's going to come out, and he's going to try to dig deep. But I don't think he'll be able to. I think he'll, he'll screw up because he's nervous, and he wants to prove against his old team that, he that you know, he wants to rub it in their face, you know, I think. Like but I, I think that'll screw him up. Yeah. Well, Eloy can do it. I don't think Cease can. I saw his first – timeout uh, when he his, his debut performance last year when he came up for the White Sox and you know he got a couple quick outs and then you know they put him on the ropes real quick because you could tell he was nervous his parents were there and I'm like like he seems like a good kid but I just think today will be too big for him so taking and a look here they were talking to Javi Baez last night on getting on track offensively he says quote I'm not trying to suck. I'm not trying to struggle. I'm just trying to get better every day and learn something every day. The irony of that is that that was the famous Joe Madden, the first time that Javi came to the Cubs. He, he, you know, Joe was trying to lighten the mood and said, all right, Javi, try not to suck. And that was the famous T-shirt that came out from that. So, you know, Javi trying not to suck, but he's sucking. Um, you know, Rizzo says tip of the hat to Jose Abreu and the White Sox. This team has been building. There's been a lot of hype. 
it's obviously tough to be on the losing side, but when you see teams come together like that, it's pretty scary. You know what, Rizzo? I don't want a tip of the hat of the White Sox. I want you. I want to hear you say they're a good team, but we're a good team too. And what should what happened this last two days shouldn't have happened. I don't want yeah. to hear any other bullshit. Yeah, no, I agree. And, and you know, right now you 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 lose three to four to Milwaukee last weekend. You've right. already lost two two or three at least to the White Sox right now. You managed to eke out couple of, you know, as you said last night, David Bodie miracle wins against uh, the Cardinals. Tight game. But yeah, this, you're lucky for those, for those wins. And not only that, right now, you've got to get tenacious. Not only that, Danny, if you remember, Cleveland had that whole shit going down when they faced them. Instead of facing some of their better starters, we ended up having, you know, Carrasco was good, but we were supposed to face Clevenger. Was it Clevenger or... uh, yeah, Clevenger. You know, so we lucked out on that one, too. That could have been another loss there. So here's the thing. Uh, Matt Clapp put up offense future. Here's what Matt Clapp said. The offense is frustrated big time in stretches before. I don't think it's ever been to the point that they're five best hitters on paper, at least before half became this, all hit 217 or worse for 26 games, with Bryant and Baez being bottom 15 bad. This is a new level of future. This team has been, you know, and, and, and people, some of our commenters were talking about it last night. Seems like it happens all the time. Yeah, it does. That's this team. Three true outcomes, okay? Walks, strikeouts, and home runs. Here's a the problem. They're not hitting home runs. And if you didn't know, don't hit home runs, those walks are useless. And so that's yeah. the problem that we're having right now is that, is that we've never seen Bryant and Baez both this bad at the same time. We haven't seen... Uh, you know, Contreras, after a good first week, looks completely lost. And again, you know, this is the season of the cube. It's not, you know, one week is, is of, of bad play, you know, what, seven games, and that was more than seven games, but times two point whatever, that's like a 14-game slump. I mean, in a major league season, that's cause to be concerned. Well, you know what they're going to do to solve it? Get a new hitting coach next year because that's all they ever fucking do. You know, it's like it's all, these guys are who they are. They, I mean, I, I was getting mad for years just because it felt like Theo was drafting the same guy over and over again. Like you said, the 3-2 out, outcome guy. And I'm like, you need some diversity on this offense. <laughs> and maybe it's coming. You know, like you, maybe it's coming through a guy like Horner, but he's not really ready yet. Um, you know, maybe developmentally he's not ready yet. Right, but you, right. You know, you need guys that get on base, and then you need guys that knock them in. That's that's baseball. I'm the, I'm not like reinventing the wheel here. I'm just saying that if you got a whole freaking, I mean, you can load the bases with walks all night, and you got no one to eventually knock them in. You know, you're gonna get that double play. You're gonna hit. You know, you're gonna you know Strike score on a stupid sack fly every now and again. But like they were doing dumb crap like bunting. Like, what was that play last week when they were, like, bunting with, uh, not, not with the base load. They did that last year. But they they bunted in with, like, one out. I don't know. forget what it was. Strike uh, three. I think it, it might have been Baez or Schwarber, one of the Baez, two. Baez, I think they both tried to bunt. Back to back. And I was like, who is putting out this bunt side? Like, <laughs> whoever it is needs to go. Well, I do have, uh, I do have some uh, interesting news right here. Uh, this is big news here. Some roster moves 
Ian Miller is not dead. So I'm sorry, I'm issuing a retraction from last night. Ian Miller is not dead. He has been contracted to, from the South Bend Alternative site, James Norwood transferred to 45-day IL, and they signed infielder Patrick Wisdom to a minor league contract, hopefully to, I don't know, give them some wisdom? I I, I don't know. Well, we we got at least one kind of wisdom. So we got one kind of wisdom. Patrick kind. Um, Well, good. I'm I'm glad they got Ian Miller up here. It's, uh, you know, he could be a weapon. Unfortunately, it's like that's not really what you need right now. You need your your big bashers to come up. I mean, he's up here to replace Bryant. I mean, that's those could be those are two totally different kinds of players. Like that's not even you know normally they you know Bryant would get hurt and they bring up uh, the uh, who's the guy we traded to the Tigers Ooh, back uh, when Bryant got hurt a few years ago. He came up. Heimer Candelario. Yeah, or like. Yeah, yeah, hybrid Candelario. So, like, Brian to go down, you bring up Candelario. Or, like, Brian to go down, and you, you bring up, you know, so, you know, somebody else from uh, uh, the uh, AAA or something, you know, that plays the same position. Uh, Ian Miller, you know, this guy's like a, a pinch runner <laughs> for a profession. You know what I mean? Like, he's really fast. Right. He plays center field. Perhaps going to be there. So where does that leave, like, Almora again? Basically, Ian Miller is the same thing they're trying to make out more of this year. I don't know. It doesn't help us that much, but I'm excited right. to see him anyway. The only person that thinks Almora is fast is A-Rod. That's it. The guy's slow as hell. Um, we're going to get yeah. – Bill Sugars Bill Sugar is asking, does, uh, um, is, does Bruce Levine keep his job? I think so. We'll talk about that on the post-game show. I got, I got everything up, so don't worry. Um, well, but I don't was, think I know what happened. We'll, yeah, we'll, we'll cover it a little bit later, but Bruce Levine kind of made a little bit of a boo-boo. Um, we'll, so we'll cover that a little bit later. A uh, couple things also here. Um, Michael Saremi uh, put this up here. The Cubs plus three run differential runs the risk of dripping into the negatives today. So the run differentials, the runs you score versus the runs you allow. So the Cubs ha- uh, score three more runs than they allow. You start to go into negatives. That's a problem. And just for reference, the first place Dodgers, their run differential is plus 71. So let's see what happens. If we take a look at the lineups today, this is who the the Sox are trotting out. Tim Anderson, Yoan Moncada, Yasmani Grandal, Jose Abreu, Eloy Jimenez, Luis Robert, James McCann, Nomar Mazzara, and Danny Mendick. Okay? I mean, and again, baseball average isn't the greatest stat to go off of, but you look at this. 368, 253, 236, 322, 300, 277, 341 in limited appearances. You got guys hitting six home runs, five home runs, three home runs, 10 home runs, nine home runs, seven home runs. Their backup catcher has three home runs, okay? And then if we take a look at what the Cubs tried out, let's look at these. Uh, Habs at 296, great. Rizzo's hitting 212, Baez 198, Schwarber's 217, Contreras 224, Hayward's starting to cool off at 254. Caratini, 309. Horner, 216. And Kipnis. So what you're saying right now is if you win right now, is really kind of dependent on Caratini and Kipnis. The most home runs. Yeah. <laughs> Hap has six home runs. Rizzo, five. Schwarber, four. So Javi Baez playing every day and hitting third has the same amount of home runs as James McCann, the backup catcher for the White Sox. 
That's what yep. we're talking about today. So this is a problem, guys. This is this is an offense that is absolutely struggling. So I don't. I don't think I've ever. I've never seen it so bad. Except for remember when we won all those games a couple of years ago, one nothing over and over again. Yeah. Like that was, and you were winning because the pitching was good. But you know, let's face it. Like the pitching is decent on the Cubs, and, and it, they got off to a great start. But like you knew that, like you know, somebody like Alec Mills wasn't gonna have a, a sub two ERA all year. You know what I mean? Like that that wasn't gonna be how that works. You know, so you're, there's gonna be a bunch of like stinkers thrown in there. But like, you know, it's not like you got this shut down thing. So, man, if if the offense does not come alive. I don't know, dude. Like it, it, it feels like a team going in the wrong direction real what we, fast. What we talked about earlier is that we knew that the starting pitching wasn't going to be as great as they were with all those quality starts in a row. And we knew the bullpen wasn't going to be as bad as they were when they started. What we didn't expect is that we went from a pretty good offense to absolutely bottom of the league now. And that was very much unexpected. And it's been a lot of frustration right now for, the, for Cub fans. And again, Here's the thing. I, I'm on Twitter, obviously, a lot. And, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, Chicago fans over here. But a lot of people that I see saying that are people that don't live in Illinois. You get what I'm saying? And do not understand, like, how much shit. If you're in Illinois and you're a Cub fan, you're going to hear from Sox fans. Like, that's just what it is. And it's just so goddamn irritating. It's, like, horrible. So, you know. Well, when I went to that Dylan C. start, his debut start down at uh, the G-Rate, you know, a lot of it was an afternoon game. His parents were there. All the, you know, everybody that showed up that was Sox fans, super excited. And it reminded me of when the Cubs had dudes coming up like that. Yeah. When Javi Baez came up in Colorado and I met Michael Cotton out there. When Chris Bryant made his debut after they held him back um, illegally ish. Uh, you know, that was that buzz. The buzz in the stands, you know, was so palpable. The Sox got that now. You know, they got these young dudes, and they're finally showing the, who they are. That you know, you I mean, Luis Robert. You know, that's the guy that you you would wish was on your team, right? Because we don't have a center fielder, but like, you know, or uh, someone as good as him. Uh, anyway, I, I'm just saying. This is, a, this is a team that's on the rise, and they're exciting to look at, man. I mean, this dude after dude is a murderer's row. I'm yeah. like, I'm I'm legitimately scared of playing the White side. We got to play them three more times, too, by the way. Right, and, and when you take a look at it, the Cubs, I, I know some people, and I know Michael disagrees with me, but they had a period of five pretty good years where you talk about three NLCS appearances a World Series that you threw in there that you finally got after 108 years, and you got a uh, and and you made a, a wild card that you effed up. But again, that's four postseason appearances, including a World Series, three NLCS appearances, one NL pennant. I mean, th- that was a successful run, and you were hoping for more, and things don't go your way, and you don't know. But right now, this White Sox team looks like a 2015 Cubs team. That's just a lot of fun, finds a lot of way to win, and. Uh, a question. Does Crawley keep shirts at his house? So um, I've spent a lot of time in Wisconsin. It's 90 degrees here. I'm outside. I'm swimming nonstop. I'm on some boats. So I don't ever wear shirts or socks or shoes. Basically bathing suits 24-7. So, uh, 
you know, if we take a look at how this is playing out here today, how the Sox line up against Darvish, um, not a lot of guys have experience against Darvish. Uh, those that do kind of have uh, – a couple guys have some good numbers, but just not a lot of uh, at-bats. Edwin Carson, Carnacion has six at-bats. Uh, McCann it has like five at-bats. So it's not a, not a small, large sample size. And, of course, the Cubs have nothing on seats. So hopefully, hopefully the Cubs can kind of pick it up here. Let's see what uh, Displains, a.k.a. Vegas, a.k.a. Displains, has to say about this game right here. Let's talk to our friend Meatball Mike. Hey, Cubs fans, happy Sunday. Hopefully you guys are enjoying the day. Um, it's your favorite degenerate gambler, Meatball Mike. Check it in. So obviously, you know, if you're following me, I'm sorry, but like I said in the first episode or my first, uh, my first appearance, I, I, you only give me credit when I win and not when we lose. So we're a little cold. We'll have to acknowledge we're a little cold. Um, the White Sox are a good team. Um, they have very much that 2015, um, kind of, kind of juju going, right? But they seem to not be phased by bright lights and by playing the, the big brother team in town who, you know, is still in their window, even though it's closing, but still kind of the, the pre- premier thought of as the premier team in Chicago. So I, I've always thought the Sox were going to be really good. Um, I am not a Sox fan, but I am not one of those Cubs fans that also is just yelling into the clouds that the Sox suck and their fans suck. I, I think they're a real good team, and I like baseball, so as long as they're not playing the Cubs, I'm, I'm probably going to enjoy watching them. However, the issue is they are playing the Cubs, and what I've seen out of the Cubs this week has just been disgusting. Um, this weekend, rather, I don't really know what I want to do to bet on today. This is a classic Sunday scaries, not sure what to do. My gut tells me to stay away from the game, but the gambler's itch in me tells me that the Cubs will not get swept. And since I don't think they're going to get swept, and since our HQ Darvish is on the mound, I am actually going to take Cubs minus one and a half. Um, that, the value on that is plus 106, so basically the Cubs are going to need to win by two for me to win. The reason I'm taking this um, is the Cubs are still... Um, favorites in this game, they're minus 180 on the uh, money line, so there's not a ton of value there unless you want to lay the juice. Um, I decided to go um, lay a little bit of the juice there, get the odds to 106, a little bit more than a pick em, and take uh, the Cubs minus uh, one and a half runs. So um, I thought about getting you guys some props. My props have not been hitting. I need to take a break on the props. I don't know who's going to hit home run. I was going to lean over seven and a half strikeouts from you. Um, However, I think his last start, he had exactly seven strikeouts. The one before that, he went over with 11. But um, the Sox have just been really hitting the ball well and having a really good at-bats that I I think he was going to pitch well. I don't know if this, if he's going to go over the seven and a half strikeouts. So I'm going to stay away from that. So we're going pretty simple today. We're just taking the Cubs minus one and a half. I think that they're going to win pretty handily today. Uh, I think maybe you might have a little bit of Cease facing his old, you know, his first team. Maybe he gets a little bit of jitters, and he's kind of been up and down. At least he's trending the right direction. Um, and I just think you's been too good, and he seems that he's not phased by anything. So uh, I really like you um, to really get us in a good spot, and I, I like the Cubs' offense to score some some more runs today. So um, that's my pick. Let's hope it wins because we need to get back in the winning column. So go Cubs, and we'll see you guys later. Right on. We're, right. we're thinking the same things. Me and me and Meatball thinking kind of the same thing. The, the jitters thing for Cease. I, I think so, too. Um, and I also think that you is going to get over those strikeouts today because, you know, I think that the White Sox are tired. 
I mean, they're so tired from hitting home runs and jogging around the bases. You know, their arms must be really, I mean, they're going to be up there swinging wet noodles, you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, and again, like Mike, and Mike says, it's hard to sweep, uh, especially when you're away, even though it really doesn't matter because there's no fans. So I kind of think that, especially the fact you're in the same city, you take a bus, you know, 20 minutes, it's really nothing. So I don't know if the home field's really advantage, but it is tough to sweep. But more than anything, it, you, what you're waiting for at this point is something to spark, somebody to spark this team that these guys start getting up, jumping on the uh, dugout, dancing, singing, doing whatever to kind of get them going here because right now they just look uncomfortable. They don't look like they're having fun, and they just don't look like they have it right now. And it's sometimes it just takes that one hit, that one, you know, you have bases loaded, two guys strike out, and all of a sudden one guy finally breaks through gets the big hit that you're looking for. It's a little bit easier. So I, I, I'm, I'm really hoping here that this is the day that the Cubs do it. And, again, you know, I'm not – uh, Guy Sirius is asking if the Cub DH is here to stay. Absolutely, DH is here to stay. It's not going yeah. away. But um, I think that in in general, when you look at this one here, is that you just got to you got to start. You got they got to find themselves, and maybe that's going to be in Detroit. And if you look at the Cubs, they're doing for the most part what they're doing, what they're supposed to do, which is they're beating the bad teams, which they've done. They've beaten a couple good teams, like I said, in Cleveland with Carrasco on the mound. Uh, they, they've beaten uh, Milwaukee a couple times. They took three from St. Louis again. They were losing a lot of players for COVID and all that stuff. But, but you know, it's just been, like I said, from last week, and I remember Mike Michael Cotton, who's having internet issues today, he's like, oh, you know, he, just, he hadn't seen the Cubs in a while. And he's like, it's just one loss. And I'm like, it's not about the loss. It's how they're losing. And, and this yeah. is what you've seen this pattern now throughout the week. And, and it's gone from bad with what was happening in Milwaukee to worse. Okay. Yeah, that's Here. what I'm thinking. You're, you're losing the one-run games, and that's frustrating. You lose the same way three times. And then, but then, now this, and then the Cardinals, well, that's just the Cardinals. You got your ass kicked by the Cardinals once, too. Right. But you're one of few one-run games that could have gone the other way. So that's baseball if it's even, even and out. But this has been embarrassing. This yeah. is has a wheels falling off the bus kind of feeling. I, I agree with you. It, it's a just, it's a and, disheartening fucking situation we're in right now. And if you live in if you live in Illinois, it's just so different because this series, and this is why so many people hate it, it gets so amplified by the sports media, by the print media, by the beat writers. It just gets amplified. And there's also, so in addition to the Cubs are sucking lately, you have this, are the Sox the new big thing in Chicago that kind of like adds to it. And you're just like, oh, Christ, I'm just so... I'm so emo- mentally drained from this series. And, and, again, if this was against the Padres or if this was against, you know, or if this was against uh, Arizona, I wouldn't be freaking out as much or pissed off as much. But the fact that I'm like, do I have to – can I turn off the TV or get off social media or turn off sports radio? Yeah, I could, but that's not me. And, and so it's like I just got to hear it in this massive echo chamber of how great the Sox are and how shitty the Cubs are right now. And it's just like – Oh, for fuck's sake! I know. I was sitting. I was sitting with Lauren last night. I'm, I'm not even. Uh, by, by the way, I beat him up, and I don't think we're going to be friends anymore now. <laughs> I can't stand that guy. He he was on the post game last night, and then afterwards he was gloating about the socks, and I I hadn't had enough, so I kicked his ass. No, I'm getting. You know, there's a lot to be. Ex-
excited for if you're a Sox fan. It, hell, it makes me kind of like want to jump on their bandwagon a little bit just because I'm a fan of baseball. You know what I mean? Uh, it's hard because it's not in my heart. No, no, I, I can't do it, man. I can't do it. Danny's frozen up a little bit here, so um, we'll go ahead and end it here. The game starts in five minutes, and we want to make sure that you guys have a chance to uh, uh, get ready for the game. So we will be back with you for post game, hoping that they the Cubs come out with a victory. You, please, we need you more than ever. Spagog, everybody, let's get a victory. Preview. Cubs preview. Cubs preview. Cubs preview. From the Sun Rancho Show. One more interruption from our sponsors at betonline.ag. Because sports are coming back. And you've got a chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. Major League Baseball, NBA, full swing right now. There's no shortage of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, the futures, the props for you to bet on. Also, tune in to uh, Floyd Money Mayweather because he joined the BetOnline.ag team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expensive jewelry collection. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit BetOnline.ag today. Check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up. Take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. BetOnline.ag, your online wagering experts. The Sun Ranto Show is also brought to you by Manscaped. And, you know, 2020 has been a year of uh, things happening that are completely out of your control. But there is one thing you can control, and that's shaving your bush. Now, our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. Uh, now, I know you've all probably cut your balls shaving them before, but th- that could be a thing of a past with Manscaped. So, uh, they got the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. It's a premium electric trimmer. It's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image because it's awesome. Okay, they've got a ceramic blade, skin safe technology. It's all designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellas down below. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in a dark shower. Whatever floats your boat. They also just released their Shears 2.0 Nail Kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. The Shears 2.0 is a luxury four-paste nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tip tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. The Shears 2.0 Nail Kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. So go to their website and you'll find their Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, and a moisturizer. This is going to help you tame that summer swamp ass with natural hydrators and antioxidants. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. We won't judge you if we catch you sniffing yourself, but I will be very impressed at your flexibility. So go to manscaped.com and check out some of these life-changing products. In fact, let me check check this out. Listeners of this show, 20% off, free shipping. All you got to do is use the promo code armchair at manscaped.com. That's armchair at manscaped.com. 20% off with free shipping. Armchair is the promo code. How many times do I have to say it for you people? 
Okay, now it's time to grab 2020 by the balls. Uh, uh, horns. And you gotta get shaven. Take care of your business. We thank Manscaped for sponsoring the Sunranto Show. Post-game. Cups post-game. Cups post-game. Cups post-game. From the Sunranto Show. How's hey, feeling? How's everybody feeling? How's that blood pressure? Take two. Uh, <laughs> let, let's just put it this way. I'm about it. I've been driving this whole game, and and you know I'm about a half hour outside of Cincy. I want you to look how white my knuckles are. Just like been grabbing the steering wheel, you know, with a, a certain intensity. I, you know, I got I got to relax, man. I don't think I'm going to be able to play guitar for a while. You know, I get I've I got cramps in my hands. You know what I mean? I want you guys to. I, I want you guys to be honest. If you honestly thought that when David Bodie that ball with two outs in the ninth, did you seriously think the Cubs were going to blow it? Be honest, listeners. If you're commenting right now, be honest. Did you just say, "Oh fuck, he, this is over. We just screwed it up"? Because that's uh, what it felt to me. I th- there was a few times in that game that I thought, like, "Here we go. Here's the other shoot's going to drop." There's no like, you know, like there. They load the first of all. You load the bases with all these walks and stuff. You know, at the end of the game, you know, I, I thought Kimbrel was going to blow it. Then I thought Jeffers was going to blow it. Like nobody could get the final out of any of the eighth or the ninth inning, and it was just like uh, in a tight game like that. You know, I mean, you're so, just, you're playing with fire. So we were all listening to uh, Pat and Ron, right? Like we were yeah. all listening to the game today, and the thing that drove me really nuts was that was when Pat described where the shadow was it was right in front of the batter the you know the the batter the catcher the ump they were all in shadow everybody else is in the brightness now i'm not positive but that fucks with the batter right yeah oh yeah at that point you fucking pump them down the middle and and make them make bad contact because they can't see the ball well and he just kept missing the strike zone well let's <laughs> Spinning and spinning and breaking balls, right? I mean, is what it kind of it was. You know, it's like you got whatever it takes, but you don't have to be quite as fine when you get a a little help from the gods, right? From Mother Nature. Uh, When you look here, the game starts out, you know, and second inning. Why were they pitching to Jose Abreu? I don't know. He hits a home run uh, to center field. That guy is as hot as you can be right now, and the Cubs were down uh, one nothing and. Just so frustrating. And the one play that really got me, I want to say, is that, what was it? Was it first and third and Contreras? Was it bases loaded and Contreras up? Bases loaded, Contreras up, and he swings, and Rizzo gets thrown out at home, forced at home plate. And no, so it was first and third. First and third, yeah. First and third, and uh, Contreras swings, and it's a little uh, roller, and Rizzo is thrown out at home. Originally, he was called safe. They overturned the call after looking at it. So now you got runners again at first and third, and Contreras uh, tries to advance on a ball in the dirt, and he gets thrown out at second. You're like, what are they doing? They just can't get hits, and the base running so stupid. They're pushing. They're pressing and pressing. And here's the thing. I did did not see the play. I've been driving. So was Rizzo – was that a fair overturn? Because according to Pat and Ron – on the radio, like they did not see anything that would make that call overturned. Did you see the play? Oh, I did. 
so I saw the first part of it, uh, first part of the game before I had to start going out and, and doing stuff, and I started listening. But that play I saw, it, it was a bad call in the first place. It was nice that he got the call. But, uh, I mean, they didn't have a good view at the thing, at, you know, the the television Party. broadcast did not have a good view. But, I don't know, it looked – I was surprised. I was really surprised that they called him safe in the first place. Like the ball got there on time and I don't know what the ump thought he saw, but I don't know. Laz Diaz was pretty bad today. I mean, Laz Diaz, couple couple pitches for you, Darvish, right down the middle, get called the ball. Jeffress got squeezed. I felt like Kimbrell maybe got squeezed too by Laz. Laz missed that call at home. Like We're, we're getting a lot of uh, people in the – chat fucking bitching oh it was bullshit that call was bullshit i mean look i wanted him to be safe i don't think he was safe i mean i I can fucking look at the game objectively and say that shit wasn't it, it wasn't working i thought he was out in the first place and i was surprised by the safe call but here's the thing michael is that if they have if there's some view in new york that they have then they should let the viewers see it too. I I absolutely agree with that. Right. And uh, longtime listeners of this show will know that if the thing that changed their mind was the parsing out like frame by frame, if that's what it took, then I think it's bullshit because you're creating a different reality. I just, at the time of the, the play where the ball got there and he was sliding when they called him safe, I was like, nice. I thought there was just something that I couldn't see on the TV because I didn't necessarily see him being safe in the real time. Well, you know, and, and, and the Cubs kept letting, you know, Dylan Cease pitched well. You know, you, you're not going to complain about the outing that he had. And when you look at what Cease did, you know, the Cubs kept, you know, once again, getting him off the ropes, getting him when he was kind of in a jam, helping him out, running into outs, striking out, doing the same old shit. But his luck ran out for him in the bottom of the sticks when Kyle Schwarber, Javi Baez doubled, which was good to see again, and then Kyle Schwarber homered. But, guys, against, again, Dylan Seas, and Dylan Seas had a good year, but, I mean, we're not talking about Max Scherzer. We're not talking about, uh, you know, uh, anybody, the Dodgers. Uh, uh, God, now I'm blanking on his name. But it's not like it's Kershaw. one of the uh, – Clayton Kershaw. It's not like it's one of the elite pitchers of the game. I mean, the Cubs, again – Struggling to get hits. If we take a look at the box score here, you could see clearly that it was just like, what are we doing here? We're, we're, who's who's doing what here? So we look at the box. Hits. Yeah, you're talking five hits again in nine innings. It's not going to get it done. You know, half yeah. over three with a walk. Uh, Rizzo was one for four. Baez one for four, and he was along for the Schwarber home run. Schwarber two for home four. Uh, Contreras again, zero for three. Awful. You know, uh, Award 0 for 2 with the walk. Caratini, 0 for 3. Uh, Kipnis, 1 for 3 with, uh, you know, left three men on base. Bodie, you know, he didn't get a hit. But, hey, Miller pinch ran. Good to see that. But that's just the kind of thing where you had you Darvish going. And guess what? You Darvish, for all the people that talk shit about him and about that contract, that contract ain't looking too bad anymore. Uh, Darvish has been a stud, uh, just absolutely seven innings pitch, six hits, one run, one earned run, the walk with 10 strikeout. So yeah. if you went the over on you Darvish on that prop bet, you made the winner. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and yeah, damn it. He really needed to do that right there. I mean, the Cubs needed somebody to come in and shut down what the White Sox were putting down because they hit. I mean, what did they score like 18 runs via the homer the last two games? The one today made it 19 for the series. And it's just like, like, oh my God, you know, it's like for somebody to finally come in and shut them down. Oh, you needed to, to do it. I told you their arms would be tired from hitting home runs all weekend. Yeah. Well, Darvish <laughs> was amazing. He worked his way through that lineup a number of times really well, but he did give the shot to Abreu. Why in the fuck are they pitching to Abreu? Okay. We saw this. It was a number of years ago now, but it, uh, Bryce Harper came, they fucking walked his ass like the whole series and it, it absolutely ruined his year. Like it fucked him up for the whole rest of the year. Why are they not doing this? Look, I get it. First game pitch to him, but when he hits two bombs off you, you know what? Be like, Hey, Abreu's not going to be the guy anymore. Let's just fucking walk his ass for the rest of the time and make them Make somebody else work for you because he didn't miss, like, almost at all this series. So when we look at the White Sox box scores, I think when – I remember what you were talking about, and I think Ryan Zimmerman was hitting behind um, Bryce Harper when Madden walked in the entire, like, series. And Zimmerman yeah. was just struggling so bad. Uh, in this case here, you have uh, hitting behind Abreu is Eloy Jimenez, who's a bad, bad man, and I just – I, I think that. Yep. You- and then Luis Robert right after him. I, I totally agree with you, Carly. Right. When you have those two guys backing up uh, Abreu, you don't want to put him on base. Right. But, so- you know, Abreu has showed us. He showed us and he showed us and he fucking showed us. At least in the third game, just stop pitching to him. Now, honestly, if there was a runner on base, I would agree 100% with you. Don't pitch to Abreu. But if nobody's on. And you give up the single run. To me, I guess I was willing to take that rather than. I mean, you know, I think it was what was it? It was that eighth inning when uh, Kimbrel comes in, he gets two quick strikeouts, and then a bullshit. Uh, it was a some sort of bullshit uh, infield squibber that went to uh, or what did he do? It was a bad call, I think. It was a walk, and then yeah. he walked Mendick for some reason. God only knows, yeah. and didn't. Exactly. Uh, well, and then Tom Cooper says Abreu should not have seen any decent pitches today whatsoever. So maybe you don't necessarily like straight, you know, no pitch walk him, but you fucking throw him four balls outside of the zone and make him uh, make him hit something shitty, right? Right. And yeah. so in the top of the eighth, Kimball comes on. He strikes out Anderson and Moncada, both swinging, which looked good. And then there's kind of a bullshit borderline call that Diaz didn't give. Uh, and so Yasmani Grandal walks, and then Jose Abreu walks, and that's when Jeffers comes in with Eloy Jimenez. And honestly, like you guys know how Jimenez loves hitting against the Cubs. I, I, that was another moment where I'm like, "Fuck this one's this one's done." Well, and then uh, I mean, thank God for Jeffers because, and I thought it was interesting that uh, Grandpa Rossi brought in uh, Kimbrel in the eighth to face the top of the lineup. And then, you know, kind of getting – you went about as far as you could go once you put two on. Ross had seen enough, which I was so glad that he went out and got him because, you know, this isn't a participation trophy situation for Craig Kimbrell. You know, we've seen him fall apart all year long, and so I'm so glad he put in Jeffers to get that final that final out. But, um, 
then it, but then you got to stretch Jeffers over the next two innings. You know what I mean? So right. it's like and then now they're probably come- both unavailable tomorrow. Right, and so you're going to go with Rowan Wick, obviously, Which, in that kind of situation. But we needed this win, and that was it. Whatever it took to put this to put this to an end, they did what they had to do. Ninth inning, Robert strikes out swinging. McCann lines out to center, and then it's Nomar Mazzara who hit that cue ball shot that just stayed fair. And so you got one on. And why he walked Danny Mendick? I don't. I don't ever want to say the name Danny Mendick ever again. And then I know, Tim and, Anderson. Then you turn it around. Yeah, then you turn well, it around to Anderson. Oh, just go after Mendick. Go after right. him. Why were they I mean, freaking – so And it's Clark's birthday. Can we just start calling him Bear Dick instead? Anderson, <laughs> walks, Anderson walks for the bases loaded. Mancata pops out right by the Cubs dugout and his feet get all tangled. That screws up. And then he grounds out to Baez. Clark is very erect and happy now, and we get Clark the birthday victory. Happy birthday, Clark. He's a grower, not a shower. So, uh, <laughs> but I, I, yeah, I mean, that, it couldn't have been tighter. That's that's the uh, tightest game maybe of the year. Uh, you know, definitely on pins and needles. You know, my, my hands are – I mean, they hurt. They literally hurt from me grabbing the steering wheel. So <laughs> How many much. people have you flipped off on the highway? Oh, man. I, I, I don't do that. You, you know, this day and age, you, you, you're liable to get, you know, freaking a, a shotgun pointed at you. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, guys, you do anything. when we take a look at a couple things here, you know, bef- um, the playoff odds before the game started, you know, the Cubs in the NL looked like the number two seed. That was where that's where they are right now if the playoffs started today. And again on, on fan graphs, the Cubs still look pretty decent. You know, their chances look decent. We'll see what happens. But the thing that was the big talk earlier is Chris Bryant says he's not sure when he'll return from wrist finger injury after being placed on the IL. Just have to accept it for what it is and take time to get better. It's frustrating to look at the schedule, right? And realize he's needed and he's not and this is I don't know how long this is going to take. You know, what he realizes is that Detroit's coming up, and he's like, "Oh, I could fucking hit Detroit. Like, I I have a chance in that series, and I'm well, pissed that I'm not going to be there." Yeah, well, I mean, and that's just it. Is I mean, we, we might not see him until like right before the playoffs get started. I mean, it, you know, something like a wrist like that, and you're right in your joints. I mean, that could be a real nagging kind of injury that just like sticks with you for the whole year and you almost need an off season to get it. But like, man, it's just every year with, with KB, man, I feel bad for the guy. I really do. Cause what did, what did I say? They, don't play him in the outfield. Never, he, don't play him yeah, in the outfield, right? Exactly. The outfield, I, I think that's, that's right. And, and I don't care about the versatility. If all yeah, of a sudden you've got a guy that's supposed to be one of the best hitters of the game and now he's gone because was it last year? I think it was the outfield, the knee, this year, the hand and wrist, it's always something. Just get him out of there. I don't want to see him there anymore. Yeah, apparently yeah, I, I there's a that. skill set you need in the outfield. They act like there's not, but there might actually be something to knowing how to play the position. Our good friend Bill Sugas was asking about this, and I wanted to cover it. Danny, you said you didn't hear about it. So, Bruce Levine. Bruce <laughs> Uh, he wants to old yeller KB. Oh, no. Sugar's time to- so Bruce Levine almost pulls, well, kind of pulls a Marty Brenneman. Not as bad. Not as bad. 
But oh, it's uh, it's pretty fucking close. It's misogynistic and politically charged and all sorts of dumb shit. Like, I mean that that's a that's so, a, a, an objective call on who you are. If you didn't find out today, the Cubs made some moves. Ian Miller, we were excited coming from South Bend. All this, Bruce Levine is reporting this. He's reporting Ian Miller is going to be coming from South Bend. And then for some reason, and I don't know if you've ever met Bruce Levine, but he has some sort of weird thing with his fingers. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're not something's I don't know what it is. But he tweets a photo along with the information about Ian Miller. What are you talking about his fingers? Does he have a weird thing with his eyes? Because the rest of us fucking saw it. it says, I'm just saying he may have Danny, it says, Joe Biden is just Hillary Clinton with a smaller dick. Changed my mind. It's the it is Trump sitting at the table. That guy. It's, it's, the, meme. Meme. it's the meme where a guy's at the table with Trump's head. Yeah. Joe Biden, just Hillary Clinton with a smaller dick. Changed my mind. And then, and, but the words say Ian Miller recalled by the Cubs, and then this picture. Well, why? Well, that must. I mean, that's obviously a mistake, you know. Uh, okay, but, but you've you've put pictures on tweets, right? It takes a fucking number of steps to get through it. How do you make that mistake? And regardless, if he's got you know this dumb shit on his phone, I just think we know where he's at. Like it doesn't yeah. matter. Well, Bruce Levine issued an apology. Apologies for a picture that was sent. I have zero political agenda. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Oh, that, that's fine. He has zero political agenda in his professional uh, Twitter account, and that's fine. But this just shows how fucking bad he is at what he's doing because it takes a lot to put a picture on a tweet. It's not <laughs> – it's not like when you fucking just misspell something and autocorrect changes it to dong, right? Uh, yeah, wasn't he the one that had sex Fowler? Yes. <laughs> I think he was. But I think yeah. about it. What, the weird thing about it for me is I know Bruce and, uh, you know, usually when he does these tweets, he never adds pictures to them. He just kind of puts it out. He and Miller coming from South Bend. So, I, you know, obviously, you know, when you tweet and you hit the picture button and you look for the picture, I don't know how that exactly happened. And I'm very curious. So Bruce uh, obviously wears many, many hats. He works for Marquee. Uh, he, he's on 670. Oh, he thought he was on his Sinclair account. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, thought he, he, he thought he was tweeting for Todd Ricketts. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so maybe maybe Tom Brenneman's going to put his resume out and see if Sinclair will take him after Bruce gets banned. But, uh, <laughs> exactly. It's probably the only just, place he could work. Josh Obenhild says that the only thing that would make the apology better is if it was interrupted by a phone call, a uh, home run call. <laughs> and no for doubt. those who don't, who don't know the joke, uh, obviously um, uh, Tom Brenneman got caught on a, a hot mic making a homophobic comment. And when all of a sudden it started blowing up on Twitter and basically someone came to Tom Brenneman's like, dude, you're, you're done. Turn it over. So he gave a quick little speech about how sorry he was. And as it happens, Nick Castellanos hits a home run. So in the middle of his heartfelt apology, he's just like, and Nick Castellanos hits a two-run over. And then goes apologizing. Speaking of the Reds, I'm in Cincinnati right now. I just I just got here. I, I'm like in the town. I just, I just oh, hit the limits. Have, have you seen Tom driving the other way? Leaving no, town? I, yeah, he's on the corner. He's on the corner. He's driving in a giant dumpster that's on fire. 
I thought he was on the uh, corner of the street with the sign that says, we'll broadcast for food. Oh, yeah. You know what, Danny? You need to stop and drop him a Canadian uh, quarter or some shit. <laughs> Help him out. Yeah, yeah. So, guys, the one thing we, when, when we looked at this schedule of the season, uh, and it started mid-July, it started with the Brewers, which we knew was going to be tough, and we thought Cincinnati was going to be tough. Uh, and then we were like, okay, Cubs, you know, just kind of got out there with, you know, hopefully winning the series or at least splitting. And that's what they did. They won the series against Milwaukee. They, uh, they technically haven't finished that Cincy series because one game got postponed, but they were leading that. But then they had Pittsburgh and KC. We knew we had to beat up on them, which we did. And then St. Louis was the famous COVID delay. And then Cleveland, we got lucky with their pitching um, with those guys there. And then this, we knew it was going to be a tough stretch. Cleveland, Milwaukee, St. Louis, the White Sox. Now you got three against the Well, yeah, and if you look at this homestand, which was one of the longest homestands, I think, in, in in memory because you had those weird seven inning double headers against the Cardinals. So uh, Cubs have pl- played a lot of games. I would say overall it's a disappointment um, what happened. I, I don't think home and away really matters much without fans in there. Maybe it helps to be in your home ballpark a little bit. but It, it helps only when you're playing things off the walls and – or, or if you're yeah. tripping over the fucking dugout like Bodie, like you know, the home team should know better than that. Right. But now exactly. what we're so, looking at, you know, you, what we're looking I'm at, saying, schedule, you, that was right? disappointing. Yeah, but now we Agreed. look at the schedule, and you're talking about three with Detroit, three with Cincinnati, who I thought were going to have a much, a lot of people did a much better year, well, and they've been struggling. Four with Cincinnati. Four with Cincinnati. Oh, There's four, a double header. Double header. Yeah. And then three two with, on Saturday. So three with Pittsburgh. So if your offense has been struggling, you know, Cincinnati's pitching is pretty good. But with those teams that have been struggling as much as they have, Detroit, Pittsburgh, and Cincinnati, you got to make some hay again and try to get a little bit of a uh, pad the lead again. You know, since we're talking about these upcoming series, um, I got a really stinky email earlier today. Oh, no. Oh, uh, no. Cubs told me that, uh, Danny was in the car, and so he fucking sent it to me. But here, here it is. Uh, plug your nose, I guess. This is Cubstradamus here to predict the Cubs' future with a poem. The Cubs will go out on the road to play a team that really blows. Hopefully they'll win again while playing in Michigan, catching the Tigers by the toe. Eeny, meeny, miny, moe. Thomas out! Oh, well, uh, he, he, he added an extra line to that limerick for some reason. Yeah. That was, that was weird. Guys, uh, BB says right now, tomorrow, Mizzou with the ERA 623, whip of 1.62. He's got this, uh, this this splitter cutter pitch. I'm a little nervous about that first game. I'm hoping they could win it. Uh, think about this right here. This is this is a bizarre one. Um, the Brewers are in the ninth inning against the Pirates, and the Pirates in the bottom of the eighth just scored two runs. So now they are now ahead five to four. They were down four to three. We're in the yeah. top of the ninth. Is, am I right that the Brewers might be swept here by Pittsburgh? Yeah. 
they're about to be swept by Pittsburgh. Let's hope. Um, I know the Cardinals were leading too. Says so, you know, the Cardinals, unfortunately, Cardinals. the Cardinals beat the Reds. Uh, gotcha. Well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> uh, yeah, so yeah. I, th- I think they, they took two or three from the Reds there, or maybe it was three or four. But yeah, you got. I mean, you got to get some distance. It was good to win today. You have to keep doing what the Cubs have been doing: is going to Detroit, beating the crap out of them. And then uh, when you go to Pittsburgh, beat the crap out of them. You have to. Because those Red Series, you know, you got four against them. You got to figure, like, you're just you're hoping to just split that at the very least. You want to take three or four, but it's going to be tough. You know, I'm, I, I, I'm hoping that they can, like, find a little road magic. You know, the opposite of what happened last year. Right. And then the thing is, is, is that the Reds have some pretty good pitching guys. They're, they're not – you know, with Trevor Bauer and uh, Sonny Gray and some of those guys, it's not, it's not going to be – again, I'm very surprised at what the record is. For whatever reason, it's not gelling. It's not happening. And so I, I'm, I'm kind of – I'm curious, and who knows what happens. But, uh, you know, again, this is a game where the offense really didn't show up, and it made – I mean, that's why all of us had, uh, you know, white knuckles like Danny in the ninth inning is, and it is because of the eighth and ninth inning – because you only scored two runs, you have no margin for error. And so at this point, the offense has got to get going. We keep saying this, keep saying it. You know, great short had a home run, great Fias had a double. But again, five hits. How often are you going to win a game with five hits? Barely ever, unless you get a performance like you did from Darvish. And, you know, the thing about that really bothered me about this, granted, ceases – Ceases throw him in there, you know, 97. He's working the zone. He's got a bunch of different pictures, pitches. They were all working for him. It was really impressive. It made me very sad he's not a Cub. Um, but, you know, the problem was I don't feel like they had very competitive at-bats early in the game. And maybe into the whole game, you know. It's like they're going up there. They're making weak contact on uh, first or second pitch. There were very few at-bats that I felt were even competitive. And it's just like – Man, work the count. Wait for your pitch. I mean, it's just like, I get it. Jump on the fastball. But, like, man, just. It feels like, you know, if you if they need to zig, they zag. And if they need to zag, they zig. You know? Yeah. In the, in the first two innings of that game, uh, Cease threw, I think, 34 pitches in the first two innings. And 12 of them were strikes. And yet the Cubs were fucking flailing up there. Yeah, yeah I know. Because even though Javi hit a double and was along for the homer, you know, he also, like, struck out a couple times and on, on very hittable pitches. And you're like, you're like, it's not like, no, it's not like it's Nolan Ryan up there. You know what I mean? Like you said, it's not like Kershaw or Right, somebody. it's not Kershaw, it's not Strasburg, <laughs> it's not Thor, it's not. The any- Cubs have better luck against Kershaw. They yeah, do, but, actually. Yeah. You know, it's just, it's. Again, everybody says a win's a win, but but you you worry about these troubling trends. You know, it's not like I'm like, oh, you know, they won, they won, they lost. I, what I'm looking at is I'm looking at bigger picture. It's like you want this team to go far, and I don't I don't know if they're going to or not. But if they're going to go far, I think they're going to make the playoffs. They got off to that big jump. You got well, they, they can't the not make the playoffs. Yeah. Everybody makes the playoffs this year, so it doesn't fucking matter. Like right. it's it, it's going to be like. The Pirates and uh, I don't know the maybe the Marlins. I don't know well, who the fuck. No, Mar- two out oh. of five. Two out of five teams are going to make it uh, from the division. So for the Cubs, that bodes very well. But the point is, none of us here want just a playoff, like a one and done type situation. We want them to go far. 
And if this is how they're going to be hitting, then that's not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's fair point. <laughs> you're not going to. But, you know, hey, you know what? But that being said, in the playoffs, pitching makes a bigger difference, right? That's what we always say in a regular 162 season. Right. right in the season, you need your offense to keep it going, and I mean, you do need that in the playoffs for sure. But pitching beats hitting in the playoffs. Good pitching fucking drives you through the playoffs. And right now, the Cubs have good starting pitching, so that's a positive. Let's hope that at some point along this journey, we get a better idea of who and when we can use our bullpen properly. You know what I mean? Because right now it still feels like a fucking like flip of the coin. Anytime anybody goes out there. I mean, I have more confidence in Jeffress than anybody else. And today he made my sphincter hurt. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did well. And then, you know, any, at any time that can change is what it feels like. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's tough, you know, you're not going out there with like kind of any sure things right now, you know what I mean? And then with the hitting, look at how it is. I mean, hopefully they just learn, hopefully it's just batting practice for them in Michigan. You know what I mean? Like, let's go up there. Let's have batting practice. Cause I think that's possible. I think they could go face an absolutely terrible team. Like, uh, you know, like the uh, Detroit Tigers and have that be a, a situation that you can make some hay. Well, yeah. And if they don't. Well, and I hope they go up there looking for base hits. They need to fucking start looking for base hits. And Tiger Stadium is notoriously large. Remember how many doubles Castellanos hit because yeah. he just fucking couldn't get over the fence? <laughs> yeah, they did bounce it up against the wall all the time. You know who else is notoriously large? Dude, <laughs> 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 uh, Vogelbach. Uh, uh, that that that's gonna be a new Pornhub, uh, fucking uh, whatever they whatever they like uh, a section is just gonna be Clark the Cub. Dong shot. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna X-rate our YouTube channel. It's gonna be Clark the Cub, fucking uh, Mrs. Mrs. Cincinnati Red. What's her name? Oh uh, yeah, Rosie. Uh, Rosie? Rosie. Yeah, Rosie. Rosie, Rosie the Red. Well, guys, yep. you know, at this point, let's just hope that it rolls. Um, the game tomorrow, if we're looking at the game time, uh, I want to say it's what six ten. Yeah, something like that. So we'll, we'll get we'll get the pregame on for you. Let okay, you know uh, five thirty. And don't forget, uh, if you're really kind of enjoying what you're seeing, to make sure that you become a Patreon subscriber. www.patreon.com forward slash Sunranto. Um, we will. We promise we will not use any of that money to give to Tom Brenneman's Poor Man's Cup. Uh, we will make sure we <laughs> it all for beer and tickets like we've always promised and for making the show better. Uh, Crawley, to be fair, we might get a roll of pennies and throw it at him. Yeah, like huck it at him. Like, <laughs> maybe like put it in a sock and just drive by. And there you it. go. Put it in a yeah. sock and fucking whack him with it. <laughs> then you get multiple shots. So, guys, I think we're going to kind of end it here and go real quick with a little uh, – how about some Rob Manfred hates baseball? Yeah, I like it. I like it. And, and I and perfect timing. Look, I just parked in my girlfriend's mother's driveway in Cincinnati, Ohio. I made it. 
Thanks. So I, had the, I had two shows, a ball game. We won it. You guys uh, have a great rest of your weekend, and uh, I, we'll talk to you on uh, tomorrow. On the morrow. Yes. Take it easy. Spagog! Manfred likes opening days in winter Likes baseball games that don't go on too long Rob Manfred likes more offense from the hitter Likes juicing up the ball and hitting dogs Intentional walks with just a finger And old umpires are always blowing calls Likes a National League But one thing Manfred hates Rob Manfred hates baseball And batters who stay inside the box Likes lessening the ball, dragging forward stitches And half the teams making the playoffs Rob Manfred likes pitchers who face three batters And not paying minor leaguers at all Like the catch don't block the plate But one thing Manfred hates Rob Manfred hates baseball Houston Astros cheat. He likes how ticket prices keep the fans out. And axing teams out of the minor leagues. Rob Manfred's gonna bring us robot umpires. To tell C.B. Buckner that he's been wrong. He likes putting money in the bank. But one thing Manfred hates. Rob Manfred hates baseball. Let's punch it in the face. Rob Manfred hates baseball. He's one guy to thank. Rob Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast.